Good afternoon, everybody. I want to talk to you today about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant. I, I just love that. I love that middle name. It's one of my favorite things about him. I mean, I, I don't know where you get the middle name Bean, but I I loved it. Kobe Bean Bryant is, it just rolls off the tongue. But I want to talk to you today about Kobe. As many of you know, Kobe and his daughter Gianna, or Gigi, John Altobelli and his wife Carrie and, Alyssa, and his daughter Alyssa, Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser and Ara Zubanyan, Zubayan passed away yesterday in a helicopter crash in California. It was a tough day for millions of people. Either it was tough because you knew him personally, or it was tough because you saw the pain that other people had, and you know you shared in that pain. Uh, it's tough to see people going through stuff, and I think we can all agree that when other people feel pain, you feel pain. And so yesterday was a was a day that I think none of us will forget. You had a 41-year-old man and his daughter, along with seven other uh, humans, who passed away in a shocking, tragic incident. Uh, one that you're not expecting. I think a lot of us, we all know that when you're born, you die. It's just a fact of life. Nobody lives forever. And yet, it's much easier if it's, you know, you know somebody that has cancer for a while and you can you can get used to the idea of it. It's not easier, but you can get used to the idea of it. Or if somebody has lived for 70, 80 years, you know, you're sad, but you knew they lived a full, long life. It's a lot worse when it's Presumably three 13-year-old girls going to play basketball and their parents and then Kobe who was 41 Had just gotten into the second phase of his life was really really enjoying it doing a lot of good things And seemed not invincible because nobody's invincible But the way Kobe went about life You just thought he'd be around for a long time teaching young players how to play the game teaching kids how to play the game and how to just be kids and how you know how to learn things which we'll cover later uh, so it was, it was a tough day you could see the amount of love he that people showed for him uh, the amount of outpouring uh, that was shown yesterday you saw the love you felt the love and I hope his wife Vanessa and his daughter Natalia and his daughter Bianca and his daughter Capri who was just born just born in June uh, will always feel that love from everybody that love that they had for their father I hope it continues to outpour for them but I'm not here today to talk to you about Kobe's basketball Everyone knows his basketball highlights. Everyone knows his 81-point game. Everyone knows his 60-point final. 
everyone knows his five his five championships his MVP awards his all NBA teams his all-star teams everyone knows you know all of that and yet today I want to talk to you about something different and I want to talk to you about what he did off the court and how that while the on the court was a huge a huge um, boost to the community as a whole you know so many little kids in the 2000s 90s born in the 90s 2000s grew up playing basketball a certain way because of Kobe Bean Bryant so many kids have a certain mentality they're going through life because of Kobe Bryant you know so his basketball can't be overshadowed here uh, he wanted to be known as both a basketball player and an entrepreneur um, but I know we all know about his basketball and I would just like to take a moment today to talk to you about the other side of him the other side that I've heard in a lot of podcasts that I listen to and maybe a side that not many of you know but I think a side that is important because it shows that he adapted he took his mentality and put it on something else that you know many of us cannot be NBA players either we're 5'6", five, 5'7 five, on a good day like me or we're not athletic or we're also kind of like me or we're 6'10 and have no coordination you know or we're 6'5 and can't shoot to save our lives um, and it doesn't matter what sport it could be baseball you can't hit a baseball you know things that some people can do that we can't but you can still take the mamba mentality and apply it to other parts of your life and that is what Kobe did and I think that is the best example that he has placed for us to remember from his life was that he had one way about going about things and that was trying as hard as you could and if you didn't know it being curious enough to learn it and if it took a year it took a year if it took two years it took two years if it took ten years it took ten years but he was going to try to learn and try to be the best at both basketball and at life and at being a father and on the case of being a father you know you could see you could see the way Gianna looked at her father how much how much she loved him you've all seen the clip of him explaining I don't know what to her on the sideline a couple weeks ago they were sitting courtside and he was explaining presumably basketball but we don't know it could have been anything but he was explaining it she had a smile on her face she was asking questions and the way she looked at her father you could tell how good of a father he was to her and to his other daughters. And that's the that's the part that I don't think we should overshadow is how much his daughters looked at him and loved him. You know, um, the one silver lining, and I mean this is a very, very tough silver lining, but the way Gianna Bryant looked at her father, Kobe, I take a small amount, a small amount of relief in knowing that she does not have to live in a world without her dad. 
Of course. Her sisters and her mother have to live in a world without her, their father, their husband, and their sister. And that is tough. But Gianna Bryant looked at her father with so much love. And she was there with him at the end. And it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. So back to Kobe. And Kobe and his entrepreneurial spirit. He was always a curious. Everything I've read. You know, he and listened to. He was a curious, curious man. He wanted to learn. He wrote for, you know, he wrote all the time. He did outlines for novels and short stories all the time. He said he wrote for 17 years before he came out with his Dear Basketball short film. He said he'd been writing for 17 years. On the plane, at away games, you know, instead of going out, he's writing, he's learning. And I think we can all take an example from that. And all that writing and learning led him to start two things. One was Bryant Stiebel Venture Capital Fund, which he started with Jeff Stiebel because he wanted to have a way to continue living his life when the basketball money dried up and the and the uh, endorsement deal money dried up. And he hoped that would be an example to other players. You know, you're making a lot of money in the NBA, but make your money work with you. And I think that's something we can learn from. And then also, he started Granity Studios. And that was to tell stories to young athletes and teach them about sports, about basketball. He gave an example of doing everything with his left hand when he was younger so that he'd get better with his left hand, you know, basketball-wise. Um, and that's the type of stuff he tries to teach kids through Granity Studios. Uh, he said he also wanted to start this to help kids weave through all the crap out there. You know, the there's various cartoons and stories and stuff that mean nothing to children. He wanted stuff that was educational and helpful to children. And he did that with Granity Studios. And, you know... Those two things, helping his fellow players and helping kids, should be what he's known for. Uh, from his studios, you know, he made the short film, film Dear Basketball, which I think you should all watch if you haven't. It's a beautiful little film. It won an Oscar, it won an Annie, Emmy, and it won an Annie Award. What I found interesting was he said it was Gianna who pushed him to write Dear Basketball which is just the most beautiful thing. His second oldest daughter loved basketball and pushed him to become the best that he could be. Uh, they truly did love each other, and it, it's beautiful. One other lesson we can learn from Kobe, and I was listening to this on a podcast, is that when he started his company, he was a big fan of building blocks. He said, you got to learn the basics first, whether that's in basketball, whether that's in company, whether that's in learning Spanish, you know, whether it's in learning math. A lot of people like to jump out and just, they want to be at the end right away. They have an idea and they just want the end. It's all about the journey for growth. You got to start with the building blocks and you got to go from there. And he did that. He was a big fan of focus. He was a big fan of commitment and curiosity in what he was doing with his craft. And those are all lessons we can learn from Kobe. He was also a believer 
in not working on something you hate just because it's successful. If you're working at a company and you're making $100,000 a year, but you hate every second you go into work, find something else. It's tough to do, but he's a big believer in it. He's also a big believer, and I think this is a big one, in embracing emotions. He said, emotions come and go. Embrace them, accept them, and then choose what you want to do with them instead of being controlled by them. Which is basically saying, you know, if you're nervous about a situation, don't just be like, oh, I'm nervous. All right, I'm not going to do it. Embrace the nervousness. Figure out why you're nervous. Say you're nervous about a test. Figure out why. Are you nervous because you're going to fail? Are you nervous because you are going to be embarrassed? And then think about why will I be embarrassed? Why will I fail? Have I failed before? And if you fail before, then just be like, hey, I've done this before. You know, no need to be nervous. Figure it out why and then deal with it instead of succumbing to your emotions. He's a big believer in that. He understood that life is cyclical. Monday may be a good day. You might make the game-winning shot on Monday. Tuesday, you might miss the game-winning shot. Wednesday, you might go for 40 points. So don't stress about the results. This was his big thing. Is don't stress about the results. Figure out the process to getting where you want to, want to grow. Figure it out. Learn how to grow from the process. And don't be concerned about the end result. If you grow from a, a, a 40 on your math test, you grow from a 40 on your math test. If you grow from an 80 on your math test, you grow from an 80. But figure out how to use that to grow. Most people don't want to grow. They just want to get to the end. They start a company and they just want the millions of dollars. They don't want to put in the hard work. And Kobe was always about the hard work. The work you didn't see, the work that none of us would know unless he hadn't talked about it on podcasts, you know, about the writing for 17 years and the always in the gym and the watching video and the work, working out two hours before practice even started. You know, it was always about the work. It was always about the growth for Kobe. It was always about the journey. And you can see that in every single thing, step of his life. And so I think that we can learn so much from Kobe, from his fierce competitiveness, both on the court and off the court, from his willingness to learn, from his willingness to have curiosity, from his willingness to admit when he was wrong and to change ways. He said he went from being a very fierce competitor in basketball to having empathy in the early 2000s when he won the multiple championships in a row. He was fierce. If he didn't like you, he told you, you know. And then he went on and he realized that the losing was on him. Nobody was going to blame anybody else. Nobody was going to blame Powell if they lost. Nobody was going to blame Derek Fisher if they lost. They were going to blame Kobe. And so that competitiveness turned into trying to learn empathy. Empathy to say, Powell, what's going on? How can we fix it? You know, uh whoever else was on those teams how can we fix it and he said that turned him into a much better leader and he took that leadership 
and moved it into other aspects of his life. He didn't just retire and was done. He went on and made did a lot of good for the world. He started the uh, Mamba League out in California, which was what he was flying to for basketball. Uh, he started his studio. You know, he worked with various players, and he was a great leader at it. So Kobe, you know, this is this is tough. Just trying to speak from the heart here, but Kobe was. Uh, incredible i have a you know as a 25 year old kid from wisconsin i have a bit of a weird history with kobe in that growing up it was lebron i was nine when lebron came into the league you know before that point i didn't really care about the nba and uh you know the bucks weren't good for the most part they're good in 2001 but I didn't really care the Ray Allen, Sam Cassell years. And then after that, it was like Michael Redden, nothing, TJ Ford. And so you latch on to something else, and we latched on to LeBron. He was close by. He was young. He was good. And you had all those LeBron and Kobe arguments. You know, who's better, LeBron, who's Kobe? And as a kid, Kobe's winning everything. Kobe won five championships by, what, 2010? And you didn't, you know, you couldn't stand Kobe. You're like, ugh, ugh, you know, LeBron, LeBron this, LeBron that. And I think that's the way with every sport. You know, you don't like Tom Brady because he wins. You don't like, you know, Michael Jordan because he wins. You don't like Alex Rodriguez because he's winning. You don't like, and the list goes on and on. You don't like them because they're not on your team and they're winning. Nobody likes a winner. You don't like Steph Curry or Clay Thompson because they're winning. And uh, as the years went on, that uh, I don't like Kobe changed into, man, Kobe's, you know, he's good, but he's also ultra competitive, fierce, will do what it takes to win, will not take no for an answer. And that, that uh, I don't like Kobe because he's winning turns into respect the same way people now respect instead of hating on tom brady they respect tom brady instead of hating on michael jordan they respect michael jordan because you look at that you look at that competitiveness and that drive and that will and instead of being ugh, you're oh okay and you can learn a lot from that so i have a weird history with kobe you know and i think that's the biggest the biggest thing you can say about kobe is that there I was Sunday morning thinking about Kobe Bryant before I heard about his crash because he got passed by LeBron. And you're thinking about LeBron, but you're thinking about Kobe. And so you have a random kid from Wisconsin that he's never met half the country away thinking about him that morning, and I wasn't the only one thinking about Kobe. And then as the day goes on, you know, everyone's thinking about Kobe. And you can just see how many lives he touched. So many lives. Just a random kid from Wisconsin thinking about Kobe before you heard about the news about Kobe yesterday. And that's, I think that's the most beautiful thing about Kobe being Bryant. Is that whether you liked him or you didn't like him, I think you all grew to respect him. And uh, 
grew to admire what he was trying to accomplish, especially off the court. So much he was trying to accomplish was for others. He said of his off-court pursuits that he wanted to inspire at least one person. If he inspired one person, he'd be successful. I'd say after yesterday and what we witnessed and the millions upon millions of people that had grief about the news of his death, that uh, we were all touched by his on-court and off-court mamba mentality. And that's a beautiful thing, and that's all you can ask out of life. Whether you live 41 years, 20 years, 90 years, 13 years, if you can change the life of one person, you've had a successful life. And he changed the lives of so many people, so many young kids that lived and breathed basketball because of Kobe Bryant, that shot the way they shot because of Kobe Bryant, that pursued the game of basketball because of Kobe Bryant. You know, so many basketball players right now that might be approaching their off-the-court stuff because of Kobe Bryant. It's incredible the amount of people's lives he changed, the amount of joy he brought. You know, so many young kids in L.A. that got to see championships that just love Kobe Bryant. And uh, what a blessing. What a blessing uh, his 41 years were for all of us. I know 41 years, it's not a long time. It doesn't seem like a long time. And uh, it it seems like one of those things where it shouldn't be possible. You know, 41 is too young. But I think we should take a step back and realize what a blessing his 41 years to us were. And his 41 years to his wife and his kids were. Because we can get so much, so much out of the lessons he taught us in his 41 years. Obviously, not everyone has all the answers, and Kobe didn't have all the answers. Um, I'm sure he did a lot of things wrong. You know, you, you know some of the stuff he did wrong, some of the accusations. We're not going to get into that here. Uh, but he did. He, he, he made mistakes. He messed up in the business world, in his personal life, on the court. But he learned from him. And we can learn from that, too. Uh, so what a blessing. What a blessing his 41 years of life were. I hope everyone takes uh, stock in that and, you know, learns from that and learns from his life and learns how to be a better person, how to have that Mamba mentality, how to step up and be focused and be committed and be curious to what you want to do, whether that's accounting whether that's nursing, always strive to be better. Don't settle for being the 20th best nurse in your hospital. Strive to be the best nurse. Strive to go above and beyond. Don't strive to be, you know, the fifth best student in your class. Strive to beat them all. Strive to beat every single person ahead of you. That's what Kobe would have done. And so, lastly, um, before I go, I would like to say one thing, and that is that if you are struggling with this, you know, know that there are people out there that you can talk to. You know, death, death is hard. People 
people pass away. It's a fact of life. Um, was just at the at Brewtown Trading uh, this Sunday. Guy came in. We're talking about Kobe. And I hear about his 34-year-old cousin who had passed away just last week. And, you know, he was torn up about Kobe, but he's torn up about his cousin. And people go through loss every day. And if you need somebody to talk to, you know, reach out. You can reach out to me. Reach out to anybody you need to and just talk. Sometimes it just helps to talk. It's helped me to talk through this podcast. Just talk about it. You know, if you need to talk to me, DM me. Give me a call. Doesn't matter. I might not have anything to say. But sometimes it just helps to say what's on your mind. Get it off your chest. Uh, and so, you know, don't don't leave it in. Don't leave it inside. Uh, spread it out. And that's coming from somebody who's terrible at it. I'm terrible at telling people how I feel. I'm terrible at spreading uh, my emotions out. And then lastly, I think the biggest lesson we can learn is that in life, you do not know what is going to happen tomorrow. You don't even know what's going to happen today. You know, you might be driving home and getting a car crash or see something terrible or your home might catch on fire. I don't know. Not saying you're going to die, but you know, and not trying to be morbid, but you never know what's going to happen. So reach out. Reach out to those people that mean something to you. Make sure you tell your family you love them. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brothers, tell your sisters you love them. Tell your grandma and grandpa you love them. If you got problems with them, hash them out. Figure it out. No problem is worth the fact that if one of them passes away, you're going to be torn up forever. And then secondly, if you got people out there that you like, you know, maybe it's somebody that writes and you really appreciate their writing, reach out to them, DM them on Instagram, DM them on Twitter, you know, write them an email, just let them know, let them know how much you care about what they do, uh, it could be a teacher, maybe you really like a teacher, or maybe it's an old teacher and you really liked how they did it, let them know, you know, there's so many people yesterday that had so many feelings about Kobe and so much love for Kobe, and I'm sure all they wanted to do was be able to tell him one last time how much he meant to him, or tell him for the first time how much he meant to him, and they'll never get the chance to do that. Uh, and you could see how much Kobe meant to a lot of people. And, you know, obviously none of us are on the level of Kobe. Kobe was international. But, you know, your second grade teacher that meant a lot to you, reach out to her or him. And say something. Your pastor. Reach out and say something to him. Or your. You know. Favorite movie star. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm trying to say. Is maybe take a moment. To realize the blessings in your life. And the people in your life. That are mean something to you. And let them know. Let them know that they mean something to you. Because you never know when you're not going to get the chance again. So with that, uh, please uh, pray for Vanessa and Kobe's other daughters. Um, pray for healing on the parts of the families of 
and John and Carrie and Alyssa Altabelli and Christina Mauser and Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester and Ara Zobayan. Pray for their families, especially, you know, John and Carrie and Alyssa. I know they had another daughter and another son. They both were, I think, you know, a little older. Son was in college or maybe graduated college. I don't know about the other daughter. But, uh, you know, pray for healing on their part. And uh, let's hope they all get through this uh, in one piece, you know. For all of the sadness we're feeling, there's so many other people that are personally, closely connected to this situation that are having a hard time right now. So, and then lastly, if you're sad about Kobe, or you're sad about Coach John, or any of the others, take a moment to remember the good times. Because, you know, Watch a video. Watch Kobe's 81-point game. Watch Kobe's last 60-point game. Do whatever it takes to remember the good times because it's easy to dwell on the sadness. But a guy like Kobe, he had a lot of great moments in 41 years. A lot of great moments. So dwell on those. Dwell on the happy times. Talk about it. Talk about your favorite moments. Talk about you know things that made you smile. And uh, we'll get past this. So, anyways, thank you all for listening. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the support you guys have given Aaron and I. We love you guys. And we wish you a good rest of the week.